Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, that is us. Good evening, everybody, as we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You heard the man, Jason Martin, Arnie Span. You're in for the guys. Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Carmen. How you doing tonight, J-Mart? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, not as well as you're probably doing. I'm excited what? about us being on in the midst of the Alamo Bowl because of the Arizona situation on your end. And right now, looking pretty good for the fighting fishes. Urgh, I'm telling you, I love it. 10 nothing. I'll stop that. My Arizona Wildcats. And uh, we're looking good defensively. I thought we'd have a few more points on the board. I, I thought it was going to be an offensive shootout, but I can't face Chris Plank um, if my team loses. I just My life will be miserable if, if we lose to Oklahoma, Jason. Yeah, I mean, and it would just seem like kind of this this one feels like it will be a real good way to send off a great Arizona year it's got to be one of the bigger games you guys have played that Arizona's played in a very long time and I think this is one that makes sure you don't end it with a sour taste a lot of these bowl games to me whatever but in this one Arizona's season I feel like it deserves this kind of finish like this is this isn't some kind of banner year for Oklahoma but it's a great year for Arizona and it has been they've been I think they have they've overperformed maybe better than anybody I've seen all year if it weren't for what happened at Washington uh, Fish might have been coach of the year oh let me I'm not, not going to get into Arizona history because we do have a lot to get into. But um, one year we were third in the country. It was like Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Arizona. And it was like the fourth week of the season. We lost to the worst team in the Pac-10 at the time. And then we tied another team and we dropped uh, like like a stone. So that was that was one of our claim to fames uh, in Arizona football. But, yes, it's been a long, long time 
uh, since we've been something like this. Might be our best season. So uh, looking forward to see how this plays out. But looking forward to doing the show with you tonight. Four hours. Lots to get to. It's a busy Thursday, my friend. Um, we have guests all over the place. Brandon Cristal will join us in about 20 minutes from now. He's from KOA Denver. Get a little bit more on what's going on with Russell Wilson, where he's going to end up. Um, you know, by the way, people think that he was done wrong or something. They really had no choice. We knew this before the start of the season, Jason, that uh, if, uh, if, you know, if he didn't really perform, that this was going to be his last year there, and it might be his career-ending year there, too. So uh, I think he saved his career, but I, um, I knew he wasn't going to come back next year. Yeah, I, I felt that way. I mean, you know I'm a Broncos fan and have yep. been basically my entire life. And so I've watched a lot of this. And certainly he has been better this year, but he still hasn't been anything that would make you think, oh, well, we've got to stay there for the future. Like, that's not – and I think that Sean Payton doesn't take the job if he doesn't have the opportunity to move on after year one. Right, of course. And I think right. that's what you've seen. And so now you you put him on the bench and you put Jarrett Stidham in and – you see what happens after this. You pay him if you have to pay him, uh, and he goes somewhere else. Um, that'll be a discussion certainly we can have with guests and, and have amongst ourselves, but it just it just never really worked, and it felt like after how it went last year, it just didn't seem like it was going to have a happy ending. It just was not a marriage that worked, and it perhaps did show off some flaws in Russell Wilson that had been glossed over for a very, very long time, maybe covered up by defense, maybe protected by the way that they kind of made sure to keep his image in a certain way when he was in Seattle. I don't know. I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but it's very obvious some blemishes emerged almost immediately when he got to Denver that we just had not seen very much of, uh, not in college and certainly not in Seattle. No, you know, Father Time is undefeated. You know that, Jason. We've heard that a million times. As for where Russell Wilson is going to end up next, the favorite, uh, and this is coming out on the bet online, of course, uh, Minnesota Vikings are the favorite at 5-1. Patriots are 6-1. to one, And then the Commanders and the Raiders are 7-1. to one. You know, I was talking this over last night, um, and, you know, we said, you know, with Bernie Fratto, and I'm like, the Patriots might not be a bad fit for somebody like him, especially, you know, what happens if Belichick moves on? Uh, you know, it could be a whole new start for him out there in, in New England. Yeah, well, let's say the Patriots get the fourth pick in the draft. Right. And the top three somehow go in some order, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. Right, exactly. Then you have a chance to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., perhaps at number four, which is not great when you're trying to find a quarterback, but if you're the Patriots and we're looking at your scenario here, if you bring in Russ and hand in Marvin Harrison Jr., if if Russ has got anything left, then Marvin Harrison Jr. should be able to help him at that point in time. I, I don't know. Like, if the Patriots play their way out of this quarterback draft up top, I just... My thing with the Patriots and anybody else is, after watching this for the last two seasons intimately as a Broncos fan. I'm not sure who he makes better right now, Arnie. That that's 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 my biggest concern totally for whoever agree. gets him yeah. is I don't I don't know that he makes you better than what you have in almost every case right now. Let me ask you as a Bronco fan then, 
for, because if I was a Bronco fan, I'd be happy that he's gone because you could see the writing was on the wall, not only with the money. Mm-hmm. The money was just outlandish, but the way he plays. It's not that he's having a horrible year, but he's not worth all that money, and of course it's only going to go downhill from here on out. As a Broncos fan, what do you want them to, what do you want them to do next? They're not going to get one of those top three quarterbacks, right? So what's the? It's not Stidham. Stidham's not the answer. So is it? Do you go after somebody like Cousins? Uh, do you have to go after somebody like Fields? Do you have to go after Trey Lance? I, I, you tell me what do you, what do you do? What's the next step for Denver? I, I, I don't believe in Trey Lance just because I haven't seen enough. Right. Um, and, and I mean, you got the backup gig there in Dallas, but we haven't seen him. We, there's not any. There's no, there's no tape there. There's nothing. There's nothing you know, for me to you, believe. We don't in have there. the tape, but that doesn't mean you can't make a call and yeah. find out from Shanahan or you know, or from the people down there in Dallas. They'll give you the honest answer. That's true. I mean, coming out of college, I just, I just didn't feel like he had played enough football for true. me to hand my franchise exactly. over to him. It's why I didn't really understand the pick in the first place. And uh, at least so far, it seems like it didn't work out. Um, I. <sighs> I, I, like if you want to look at somebody like a Kirk Cousins or a Ryan yeah. Tannehill who's going right. to be out there or somebody like that, I you kind of know what you're that. getting yeah. there. Yeah. You're, you're getting kind of the Ron Rivera quarterback. Like you're getting the Ron Rivera of quarterbacks. Like the coach that's not going to put you in the cellar unless you're in the Washington Commanders organization. Right. But somebody that usually is an adult in the room that can get the job done. I mean, look what we're seeing right now with a playoff team in the Cleveland Browns up 34-17 in the third quarter against the Jets. Joe Flacco playing quarterback with a 135.4 passer rating amazing, right now and three amazing. touchdowns against yeah. that Jets defense. Uh, it is. It is amazing. And they don't have Amari Cooper tonight either, just just to throw that out there. But so you, if you, if it's not the worst thing to end up with a caretaker as long as it's not somebody that's, you know, Matt Ryan in Indianapolis in the final year of his career when he's too old. Can Tannehill still play? I, I think he can. I don't think he's leading you to a Super Bowl, but I don't think that I don't think that can be the metric if you're Denver right now. You need to get back to being an adult, competent football team. And I think the biggest thing is I want Sean Payton to get somebody that fits what he wants to do with the offense. Mm. So whatever that means, as as long as he gets his guy or the closest thing he can get in the short term, then I believe that that's the right move. I don't think Russ was the right fit. I think he knew that when he came in, meaning Sean Payton. And he knew he could move on from this, and that's what he's going to do. And I want to see what he can do. If he thinks it can be Justin Fields, I'm all for that if they want to make that move. I like him. I like Justin yeah, Fields. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think there's, I think there's something there. Um, so there's 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 going to be something out there. I want to know what Sean Payton intends. What who's going to fit his system best? Because it's his it's his show, and I, right now certainly I wouldn't have it any other way. So you know we'll bring on the guest and we'll be able to talk to him a little bit about oh, yeah. that the Denver situation in detail. Um, I don't know specifically who I would want right now. I'd, I'd like to sit down. I'm not going to have that opportunity, but I'd like to sit down with Sean Payton and just hear, <laughs> you know, who out there right now he feels like would fit what he wants to do. Because I think that I think Sean Payton is one of those guys that if you give him the right guy, 
he can turn him into something similar to what Shanahan has done with Brock Purdy most of the time. Yeah, and by the way, as you mentioned, Brandon Cristal will join us in about 10 minutes, so we'll get to all that with him. That's coming up in about 10 minutes from now. But you mentioned the Jets in Cleveland. You know, this Cleveland story is absolutely remarkable. They could still have a pretty good chance of getting that number one seed. I don't know if it's going to happen. We'll see. I think Miami has to beat Baltimore, then lose to Buffalo, and then Baltimore would have to maybe lose that last game. I'm, I'm not sure, but they're still in the thick of things to to try to get it. Otherwise, it's it's been a great run. What a waste of money, I believe, now that they gave Deshaun Watson. You, you could win without this guy, and I never thought it was good to give him all that money anyway. But Joe Flacco is what everybody's talking about. And and no other team could have called this guy up before they, you know, start putting all these backups in that can't do anything. Uh, it's just amazing. Browns are a phenomenal. I don't think they have enough to go to the the Super Bowl, uh, Jason. But it, but it's a great story right now. Well, if they don't have the best defense, and they might, but if they don't have the best defense in a the league, then it's no worse than two. Uh, and, and that's going to help any quarterback who's not throwing it to the other team. I think that your point about Deshaun Watson is certainly right. It also makes you think, look, if this was a Deshaun Watson that was in Houston and didn't have all the baggage attached to him with this defense, this would be something special. Unfortunately, it's not the same Deshaun Watson from Houston. The baggage does exist. And so you get Joe Flacco, whose last few stops, he hasn't shown that you know, he he still needed to be in the league. And you put him in this spot where he has a good defense and he's got a good offensive mind in Kevin Stefanski. And he knows, how, he still knows how to get the most out of his arm, how to get the most out of his body. And he's succeeding. And then you have the perfect kind of blue-collar wide receiver in Amari Cooper, who's the number one guy but doesn't run his mouth and doesn't play that role that way. He just goes out there and does it. And he's – I think, and I've heard some people suggest this in the past few weeks, his mindset and the way he approaches football is similar to the way Flacco has always approached football. So you have have a quarterback and a wide receiver that fit together. Right. Then you see this kind of thing happen. But – yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing story. I, I mean, I think that's that's the right word for it. And in the playoffs, they're going to be fun to watch. It also makes me wonder, considering how Baker has played down in Tampa Bay, I mean, Baker Mayfield, maybe you should have kept the guy that you had to begin with because he looks like he can still play also. No, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. And, you know, about as far as the Browns can go, look, at home, they're dangerous as anybody out there. Mm-hmm. On the road... Uh, they'll be formidable. There's no doubt about that. I don't know. I, I think that's where it ends for them. Uh, look I, again. Joe Flacco's a good story, but when he starts playing, you know, uh, like Baltimore or maybe Miami or something like that, then I think it's going to be a little tough for him. But I think it's wide open, though. It could be wide open in the AFC. It really is. Um, I mean, the way things look right now. Looking forward to that Miami Baltimore game uh, this Saturday or this Sunday. That's going to be a great one. Yeah, it should be, um, and and Miami over the last month has kind of changed the narrative a bit. Even though I'm still against good teams, they still have a tendency to to make you worry. The difference, and you know this as a as a Dolphins oh, diehard, yeah. the defense is legit. Yes, the defense has stepped up to the plate. Analytically, they're one of the best units in the game right now. What they're doing from an efficiency standpoint is off the charts, and that is taking some of that pressure off of that offense. They don't have to go score 50 to win games because they're shutting down pretty good offenses on a consistent basis. If they're able to keep that up, they can beat just about anybody. Um, 
uh, certainly on a right day, they can beat anybody. But they're the kind of team that if they can just make this a consistent reality, they can go very deep in the playoffs. Oh, I mean, this is going to be a great playoff because I think it's wide open in the NFC also. I mean, you saw that San Francisco struggled uh, last week, and that was at home. Um, You know, Philadelphia lost three in a row before they beat the Giants, and that wasn't very impressive. And we'll go through that later on, who has fixed their problems and who is still broken. So, But there's... uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see you know somebody coming out of like the four, five, or six seed or seven seed or or something like that to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's right. I think it is wide open in terms of. I mean, I know who I think the best teams are. I still think San Francisco was the best team in the league, even after what what I saw on Monday night. I just think that was a that was a that was a rough matchup on a rough night, and you got three interceptions or three tip ball interceptions on Brock Purdy, and everything just seemed to work if you were Baltimore. But I do think there's a couple of behemoths, but at the same time, I think everybody is flawed. Uh, you've seen everybody lose games that you kind of are baffled by when you go back and look at it and how it happened, and especially in the AFC. There's just not that, I know that team right there is better than everybody else. Right now it is Baltimore, but I don't think it's by that much. And I still need to see whether or not it can translate to the postseason. Uh, Lamar, Lamar may well be your MVP, and right now he should be. Uh, I'm not so sure about him that. Or, him or McCaffrey would be mine. Yeah, right. But right. Uh, I, I think that – and this is a different offense because he doesn't have Greg Roman, so a lot of this is him moving in the pocket, uh, challenging defenses. He's doing a lot more this year. So it's not the Greg Roman offense that's going to fail in the playoffs. This time it's going to be Lamar if someone does, and it's going to be him that that takes the blame for it, I would imagine. But until we see him succeed in the playoffs, it's still a thing that's a question mark, not a period on that sentence. All right, Jason Martin, Arnie Spanier in for the guys tonight. My Arizona Wildcats up 13 to nothing, but Oklahoma driving. We'll keep our eye on that. This is all brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We'll come on back. Brandon Cristal's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, we are live at the Tyrac.com studios. Jason Martin, Arnie Span, you're in for the guys. Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. It's falling apart for my Wildcats. We'll get to that in a second. Oklahoma with the ball. They're down six, 13 to seven. Oh, geez. And they're about to score again. Oh, no. Arizona recovered no, they're a fumble, not. looks like. I love it. Let's get to our guest, sports anchor, reporter, KOA Colorado. You can tweet him at BK Denver Sports. That's BK Denver Sports. It's our buddy, Brandon Cristal. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing good. Nice to see some offense in Thursday night football. Seeing my old pal Shelby Harris, I did a podcast with for a couple of years, and his squad boys under Joe Flacco, the battle of former Broncos quarterbacks, and Trevor Simeon and, and Joe Flacco. And I guess we'll see where Russell Wilson lands, and yeah. they'll be added to the list of quarterbacks since Peyton Manning to <laughs> not make the playoffs. Well, let's let's start there then. Um, where does he land? You know, I saw those odds that came out were like Minnesota, New England, um, you know, various other teams out there. Where do you think he ends up? Uh, where's a good landing spot for him? Well, I saw somebody throw out there Atlanta, and that could be interesting. If Arthur Smith keeps his job and he likes to operate on the edge with a lot of boot action stuff, so that might make sense. Pittsburgh makes a lot of sense to me because Mike Tomlin needs a new offensive coordinator anyway, and you don't have to totally give up on Kenny Pickett, but you can let him learn behind Russ a little bit. I say learn, put that in quotes, to see the way Russ does stuff. And so Pittsburgh makes sense to me, but certainly Minnesota, uh, if they want to move on from Kirk Cousins, what's going to make things interesting is because the Broncos have agreed to pay Russ so much money, he can sign for the league minimum wherever he wants, and that'll allow, I think, a lot more teams to take a look because they don't have to invest $250 million. No one's going to trade for him at that contract, but he could go for the next couple of years on a on a man, uh, modest salary that certainly they can manage under the salary cap on the, new, on the new team. And I think there might be more options than we think, especially if the coach thinks they could get the best out of him. So I think when I mentioned you know Pittsburgh, they could hire Daryl Bevel, right? He's obviously working in Miami, but he's not calling plays. And he and Russ had more success than Russ ever had anywhere else. So, or with another OC, I should say. They won a Super Bowl together. So that's one thought. Um, Brandon, I'll caveat this. and I've been a Broncos fan my entire life, diehard. And this has been a, a painful stretch of football, not just the last two years, but the last several, as a matter of fact. And I want to ask about what's going to happen in the future in Denver. But I, you getting to watch it even closer than me, even though I watch every down every week. Um, what, what does Russ have left? Do you think that Sean Payton got 
everything that was left in Russell Wilson or the best that was left in Russell Wilson out of him? Or was it just not a marriage that was that was going to work this year and maybe Russ has still got some, some decent football left? What? How do you evaluate where we are with Russell Wilson, the football player, in 2023? Well, I think that we've – I think we've seen that Russ clearly has – gas in the tank and he's been able to run the football he leaned leaned down a little bit this year and took yards that were there and and the one thing i'll give sean payton credit for is utilizing what russ does well the biggest issue is that it's limiting sean's playbook and sean wants to be able to operate in the middle of the field sean doesn't want to have a bunch of checks at the line of scrimmage he wants what he called to work and he wants whoever the quarterback is to process what they see quickly and get the ball to one of the four or five options on a given play right and so that's just not how Russ works. He doesn't process as quickly as Drew Brees did or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or guys like that. And so that in and of itself is always going to be a, a challenge. And then you look at just other offenses that he might work in and the way Kyle Shanahan can get his quarterbacks out on the edge and guys that have come from that tree or that like to operate with, with that wide zone scheme and then the bootleg stuff, I think Russ in the right offense could be great. And I, that's where I think Nathaniel Hackett was headed, but I think he relied on Russ maybe a little too much. They didn't establish the running game enough. And Sean's teams certainly have run the ball well over the years. They also throw the ball to the back plenty. And Russ isn't the reason that they've lost some of these games. He did obviously have a couple of costly turnovers at various points and some very winnable games. But I don't think he's done. I just don't know. I think wherever he goes next has to be an offensive coordinator that knows exactly what to get out of him. But the the one thing I think Sean did was kind of emphasize to Russ that you don't have to take a shot downfield. And I know this is a long answer, but I, I was told this from an OC that secondhand, but from somebody very close to an OC that's worked with them, that Russ is the most difficult type of quarterback to coach because most play callers want to get you from first and 10 to second and six to third and two or three, which opens up the entire playbook. But Russ's whole life on first and 10 has been able to scramble around and rip the ball 18 yards down the field and move the six, right? Because he's quicker and has a big arm. And once he's outside the pocket, things can happen magically for him. So he doesn't understand. Just take that easy cheese, if you will. Take the little four-yard dump off in the flat and then give me to second and six. And so I think Sean has kind of opened Russ's eyes to that maybe better than any other play caller. And so wherever Russ ends up next, if they can marry that with what Russ really likes to do, then I think you could have a, a pretty dangerous quarterback. All right, uh, Brandon, where does Denver go next with a quarterback situation? I don't think they can uh, move up in the draft to get any of the top three. What veterans are we looking at here, and um, what's their next move? Well, I guess the question is, well, who, who's your third of your top three? So your first two are, are Williams and May, so who's third on that list? Da- uh, uh, Probably Jaden Daniels, right? Yeah. yeah. You, think it's, you think it's Daniels, but... I know that, you know, Bo Nix has certainly opened a lot of people's eyes with how well he handled things at Oregon. I think there's some people like Michael Penix. I know that there's people I've talked to in the Broncos organization that don't necessarily love Penix, thought he had a great situation and nervous about all those injuries. So I, I think this draft class, you can go beyond just those three. And I'm not sure you can't get to the third if it's Daniels. If Williams and May are going to go one and two, I'm not sure that Daniels is the third pick taken, especially with pass rushers that are there, O-Lyman and certainly Marvin Harrison Jr. So I think depending on how they play these last two games, if they end up dropping those, then they're kind of picking in like that 15-16 range. And if you want to send some draft picks to another team, I think if they've got a quarterback situation they like, you can get 
probably inside the top five. You're not going to get to, I don't think, one or even two unless you really want to mortgage your future. But I think that gives you a little bit of flexibility. At the same time, they gave Jared Stidham $10 million, which is a lot for a backup. That's Chase Daniel money, right? Uh, so $5 million each of, each of the two years that he's under contract. Yes, he's only started two games. He spent three years in New England and then a couple with the Raiders. He was with Tom Brady his first year. And then obviously around Derek Carr a bunch as well as Cam Newton, who has been a league MVP. And, and so they they do like – and I think everybody likes Stidham's intangibles. I talked to him at the Senior Bowl coming out, and that was all you heard about. It says you have enough tangibles. But I think they they understand and, and expect him to process what Sean's calling quickly, right, which is something we talked about. He doesn't have the arm talent. Russ has even at age 35. So they've got Stidham, I think, to see if they can get a, a lot or anything out of him these next two games and go into the year with perhaps – Stidham as a starter. There's a Jameis Winston possibility and other guys that have worked with Sean, Teddy Bridgewater. I think I don't think his deal's very long with Detroit. And so there's there's veterans like that. Could Kirk Cousins become available if he's healthy and Minnesota moves on? Maybe. And so I think those are options, but I do think that a, a draft pick is in their future, and I think it should be as early as this year because this is such a quarterback risk draft, and if you can wait for Shadur Sanders, who obviously everybody here up and down the front range has fallen in love with, understandably, with how well he throws the football. It's too bad he doesn't run like his dad, because then he'd be Lamar Jackson. He got a speed from his mom. But I don't think you can plan on Shadur being, you know, your future, expecting to win games next year, because he's going to be a top one, two, three kind of pick. So I do think there will be a draft pick. It could be a Bo Nix. They could trade up, I think, for that third quarterback. Right. right. But I, I think that's the mix right now. No, no, I, I, I totally believe it, Brandon. I certainly appreciate it, man. Great job out there. Certainly informative. And we'll see what the next move is going to be. We'll see what happens uh, this weekend with the Denver Broncos. Appreciate you stopping on by. Thanks for having me, Arnie. Sorry for the long answers, but always good no, no, Happy that's... New Year to all the listeners. No, Happy New Year to you. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. No, I like the long answers. You know, That's the Hubie Jason? Brown interview right there. Yeah, where it. it just I gives you it. everything and every answer. Uh, by the way, if you like using uh, debit over credit, shouldn't you get rewarded? Well, now you can. Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases. No fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Uh, Discover Bank member FDIC. Our first check-in to see what's trending with our buddy. Steve DeSager. You better give me good news with my Wildcats, DeSager. (laughs) They are playing this. There you go. They are playing this evening. It's the last of the four bowl games for this Thursday schedule. It's Arizona against Oklahoma, each ranked in the top 15. Arizona got out to a 13-0 lead in the second quarter. Yeah, Arizona was ahead of Oklahoma. 13-0. We say that again out loud. It's now 13-7 over the Sooners. About five and a half minutes to go in the second. Earlier bowl win for Kansas State, Boston College, and for Rutgers. Four more bowl games tomorrow. Meanwhile, the NFL game at Cleveland has the Browns still up 34-17 over the Jets as they're about to start the fourth quarter. Joe Flacco with 303 yards passing, most of that in the first half. Three touchdowns, one interception. Jerome Ford with 12 carries, 64 yards. Ford with two touchdowns receiving as well. If Cleveland wins, the Browns would be 11-5 and and they would clinch a play off spot tonight, and they're doing this tonight with all that scoring from the first half without wide receiver Amari Cooper. He's out tonight with a heel injury. Mm. 
Yeah, with nearly 300 yards passing in the first half without him, neither team scored in the third quarter after all that scoring in the first two periods. Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray mispracticed today due to illness. Quarterback C.J. Stroud of the Texans cleared concussion protocol, so he's due to start Sunday against the Titans. Falcons QB Taylor Heineke was limited in practice again with an ankle injury. Atlanta plays at Chicago Sunday. Quarterback for Jacksonville Trevor Lawrence did not practice due to his sprained right shoulder. The Vikings will start quarterback rookie Jaron Hall on Sunday night against the Packers, each team 7-8. and eight. As for the NBA news, somehow the Pistons lost again. Detroit led at Boston by 21 late in the first half. Crazy. Lost in overtime. 128-122. to The Pistons have lost 28 games in a row. Minnesota has just beaten Dallas 118 to 110. Anthony Edwards with 44 points. Indiana won at Chicago 120 to 104. The Pacers Tyrese Halliburton with 20 assists. New Orleans beat Utah 112 to 105. And currently the Spurs who've lost 5 in a row. San Antonio's 4 and 25 this year. The Spurs are ahead 38-14 late first quarter at Portland. The late game's about to start in L.A. with the Lakers hosting a Charlotte team that's lost eight in a row and Gordon Hayward is out at least two weeks with a strained calf. As for college basketball, not much going on tonight. There are Pac-12 openers. As the as the conference says goodbye to this sport as well That's over right. the next goodbye, couple of months. 12. <laughs> Number twelve Oklahoma beats Central Arkansas, and in conference and uh, conference play, it's at Oregon right now. The Ducks are leading USC in the Pac twelve sixty three fifty two with under eight minutes to play. Late night in the NHL, one final in Carolina at home beat the Montreal Canadiens 5-3. Again, in the NFL game, they're about to start the fourth quarter at Cleveland. Browns 34-17 over the New York Jets. Browns tight end David Njoku, five catches, 128 yards. Back to you. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. Of course, we're live at the Tyrac.com studios. He's Jason Martin. I'm Arnie Spanier. We're in for the guys, Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio. I thought my Wildcats were going to run away with this when it was 13-0. Now they're going to be struggling to keep the lead. It's 13-7, Oklahoma with the ball, and they're driving, Jason. So I'm finally starting to get into the bowl games. It, it took my uh, my team, Arizona, to get me uh, to get me uh, tuned on in. Otherwise, it's been kind of a, a boring bowl season so far well i mean there was one day where there were like six or seven games and there literally wasn't one matchup that was entertaining on paper didn't mean that there wasn't something to watch that there wasn't something dramatic that would happen late and but i don't think that i have sat down and watched the game start to finish yet in this bowl season like i've watched pieces of them my alma mater western kentucky played an awesome comeback game I think it was 38-35, and it ended up being the final one in the famous Toastery Bowl, and I saw some of that one, obviously, but it just there's just too much of it. It's, there's nothing wrong with these games being on, and I understand what Aaron Torres says, our, our mutual friend and colleague, yeah. about how, look, it's not there's not too many games you just don't have to watch. It's better than having other things on. I get all that. Just don't tell me it matters. Like, just, just, just don't tell me that it's relevant. I'll just watch it for the fact that I enjoy having football on in the background of my life at all times, and we'll be fine. But don't try to convince me that these games are anywhere near as relevant as the regular season games that preceded them. No, and I, and who's watching them? I see they get the ratings of like over 2 million, which is um, you know more than the NBA. I'm like, uh, in the middle of the day, Football. 11 o'clock today, uh, Eastern time or noon Eastern time, you're, you're watching a bowl game on a Thursday? I, I don't believe it, you know? 
Well, I don't know. I mean, it's not the same when it's not Bob Barker on The Price is Right. <laughs> now you've got Drew Carey, and it just doesn't hit the same for no, a lot isn't. of people as maybe it, it once did. Not the same at all. No, not at all. You want to go ahead and get on in uh, at J Mart Radio. I'm in Stinking Genius 1. A uh, full good slate of games coming up in Week 17 in the NFL. I'm just kind of curious because Week 16 had a lot of big games going on. I just wanted to ask you if some of the teams are fixed now, like the Philadelphia Eagles. They lost three games in a row. They beat the Giants, but they only beat the Giants by eight. They had a big lead at halftime. They let the Giants get back in with Taylor. They made a uh, you know a, a substitution at quarterback. No more no more Tommy Cutlets. So you know, are the Eagles are they fixed or are they still broken? And they've still got a lot of things to work on. What did you think? Did they get right after that win against the uh, the Giants? I would say they're fully broken, but I also don't think they're fully fixed. I think that they are. They're incomplete right now. Um, I said when they lost Shane Steichen to the Colts, that was going to cause something not great for the Philadelphia Eagles because I felt like his mind offensively might have been kind of the secret sauce more so than the head coaches. And you've seen a Colts team that lost its rookie quarterback early in the year and has had Gardner Minshew since – that's on the verge of making the playoffs in the AFC. Right. That tells you right there Shane Steichen knows what he's doing. There's something from a down-to-down, moment-to-moment perspective with the Philadelphia offense that doesn't seem as it should. Doesn't seem like it – it's just not – there was a certain kind of smoothness to what they were doing much of last year that I don't see now. I don't have the confidence every time I see them on the field that they're going to do something special offensively. I I still believe in A.J. Brown, and I still really think Devontae Smith can play, and Hurts is a monster, but Hurts is a little inconsistent. And it seems like some of that inconsistency has popped out more so this year than it did last year. And that can happen. I, I get it, and they're playing a tough schedule. But... Uh, right now, I don't have a ton of confidence in their ability to make a deep playoff run because they just don't. They seem flawed, and their defense certainly does not seem to be. It. it I'm not going to call it toothless, but it was ferocious, especially when it had to be last year. I just don't see that same, that same power. That, for instance, just you know, knocked Purdy out of that game and dominated that 49ers team in the playoffs last year. I don't see that team right now in Philadelphia on the defensive side. A couple other teams I want to ask you about if they're fixed or broken as we head into Week 17. Uh, but this is all brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get those multi-policy discounts by combining your motorcycle, your RV, your boat, your ATV, and more. All, all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. How did they score? The, how did they rule that a touchdown? Oklahoma with the lead right now. I'm very crabby, my friend. We'll come on back. We'll go through more of those. Of course, Jason Martin, Arnie Spanier, in for the guys. Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, we're live at the Tyrac.com studios. He's Jason Martin. I'm Marty Spanier. We're in for the guys, Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. How are my Wildcats doing, Jason? I'm glad you asked, my friend. Oklahoma 14, Arizona 13, 127 left in the first half. And uh, Oklahoma with the ball on their own 28. It's going to be first and 10. I feel like this game is for the national championship because Plank is an Oklahoma guy. And obviously I'm an Arizona guy. And um, we go to the Big 12 next. I wish we would go to the SEC. Uh, that was our calling, Jason. I wish wish Arizona was go to the SEC instead of the Big 12. Okay. Well, I, I don't know that that's the way Arizona would feel about it. Um <laughs> 14-13, it's going to be a good second half. I kind of thought this game, this is the first one to have my attention. Right. Even if we weren't doing this show, I think it would still have my attention, at least to some extent. I don't know if I'd be watching every second of it, but I wanted to see how Arizona's season finished. And, of course, you've got a new quarterback at Oklahoma, and this is their you know final, final non-SEC game. So it, there's just something about this one that, that – felt a little bit different like this one feels like a bowl game that could have been played on new year's day for oh, example for sure, back for in sure. the day um i want to ask him because I, I will go through some of the teams i said are they fixed or broken this next team is not fixed because they lost to the miami dolphins i'm talking about the dallas cowboys but they only lost by two could have easily pulled that game out um they don't win on the road against superior teams but they do win at home against uh teams that are above 500 it's not if they're fixed or broken i guess what i'm going to ask you is how broken are the Cowboys? Do you have any um, confidence in them when it comes to the playoffs? Or as long as they're playing on the road, you know they're going to go ahead and end up losing? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's there's definitely truth to that. I trust them to some degree, but that means I don't trust them. If I don't right. trust them fully, it's not like you can trust somebody halfway. <laughs> um I felt pretty good about them, but I will say that the defense doesn't look the same to me over the last three, four weeks. I remember I told you about how I felt like the Dolphins have really stepped up defensively. I think Dallas has taken a bit of a step back. Um, they're just – it just doesn't – it doesn't look quite right right now. I don't think there's that much wrong with the offense generally. I mean, I don't think they're doing that much on the ground, but – I still like Lamb. I think Dak has played well pretty much all year long. Uh, but when they go on the road, trusting them is just fool's gold. 
they they might win, but that's something that if you lay money on it, your your chances are not very good. Now they've got the Lions at home. First off, that's a great game. Oh, is that, that, is a, a, that is a awesome big time game. game. And no, Dallas awesome is pretty game. much locked into that number five seed, right? Is that what it is? I think they're pretty much locked into their playoff position. And I think the yeah the Cowboys are going to be a five seed because they're not going to catch Philadelphia, and they'll have to play the winner of the NFC South. Is that right? Is yeah. it po- I thought there were still two games left, and Philly's at eleven and four, and they're at ten and five. They yeah, can't. Think, they can't. Yeah. I well, they could maybe get it, but I think Philly has the tiebreaker. But it looks like the Cowboys. Um, if they don't catch Philly, are locked into that number uh, five slot there. Okay. Well, I mean, if they can't do worse than fifth, then um, this game doesn't hold the same level of meaning. But you've got you know what Detroit is, and they've got the division locked down now. They could be a um, number one seed when it's all said and done. They could be. I still think it's an important game for Dallas because they need to start feeling it again. Oh yes. Before yeah. going to the postseason, and it doesn't need to come against the Washington Commanders. <laughs> That's not going to give you a good sense of anything. When you go and you beat Philly and you looked apart, you overcame Seattle even though they scored a ton of points and you looked apart. But then you go get crushed by Buffalo, lose on the field goal to the Dolphins. Those are, you know, three playoff teams and one that certainly was on the verge with Seattle and still has a shot because of what Geno did on the final drive to send that game to overtime against Tennessee and then win it. This is the game you need because this is a playoff team that you're playing against. This is going to be the environment, and you've got them in your building. Right. You need to go ahead and use this as a moment to reestablish who you are. Are you a Dak guy or you're not a Dak guy? You know, I'm not for MVP, but just overall. I like Dak. I don't know that I love Dak. Right. But I, I think that I think Dak is a very, very capable football player. And at times he can win you football games. And this year, I, I feel like he has played outstanding football throughout much of this season. I still think a lot of things have to be right around him to win. Now, that's true for just about any quarterback, right. but I, I definitely am relatively high on Dak Prescott. All right. Hour one just flew on by. My goodness. Uh, real quick check Oklahoma 14, Arizona 13. Eight seconds left in the first half. I think Oklahoma is going to have to punt this one away. So that's probably going to be the halftime score. It should be a good uh, second half. No doubt about that. We'll come on back. We'll start looking at games in week 17. Some big matchups. Can't wait to go over them right here on Fox Sports Radio. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 